Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Welcome back to Black Her Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of 1899. This is number six, The Pyramid, written by Frise, as always, and joined by Emil Nagard Albertson, directed once again by Baron. I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. The Tovi. The Tovi backstory definitely was done to to really good effect. Tovi is undoubtedly probably one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character of this show thus far. I like everything about her. I like her strength. I like everything that Clément admires about her and Jerome. Those two... Right now, I am most invested in. And I do like Oleg quite a bit as well. And I like in Lee, but she's either neither here nor there for me. But I think having a focus on Tovi really did a lot for this episode. Because everything else certainly was about character building, which I like that as well. But not much other than the end, certainly. Well, there were quite a few other things that that uh, propelled the plot a little bit further than what it was. Definitely gave us more things to, if you're into theorizing, <laughs> theorize about. I'm simply just asking questions as they come to me. Me, not me, me. Shy has finished the entire series with Thenia, and both of them can kiss my ass. <laughs> As uh, me and Mimi try to catch up, but we shall. Yesterday, I got very sidetracked by my child who demanded that I be all into the Christmas spirit. So that is where my Saturday half gone. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, we even got on YouTube. You can go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can, as stated, probably for the third time, leave a comment below. Let's start with our girl, Toby. She runs through the woods chasing Ada. But when she follows her sister around a tree, a man with a gun confronts her with a meaty face that looks as if you want to simply put a bullet in. That was my immediate reaction. Mora's voice has been the one telling everyone to wake up thus far. I don't know what it means. It's an observation. She wakens and demands to know where the boy is, putting a gun on Mara. She's beginning to believe her mother was right. There goes Daniel again, constantly ready to take a bullet for Mora. He points out that they will all be dead soon, seeing as they're stuck in the middle of the ocean with the engines off. And Ike, when they need to be united, those ten, two men will unite starts acting like the captain seconding that splitting everyone up in a different task to survive with virginia in charge of 
looking for survivors with the other women and the men to the engine room except for Lenny because she says I'm not going anywhere without you Oleg he is going to go off with his girlfriend to find the boy to Daniel's dismay the machine turns itself back on but now this black metallic substance is coming out of it Mara thanks Ike for not thinking she is crazy even though he himself hath asked these things uh considering what is unfolding he too thinks that they are in this together but me thinks they both are feeling the pull of something more am I wrong am I wrong The women search the corridors for anyone still possibly alive with Toby hearing Anna's voice and her mother thrilled she may believe that she is the chosen one after all and she's like mother stop it get some help she said I was having a panic moment I wasn't all in on your prophecy I just meant something's fucked up with that boy and we should interrogate him <laughs> which i think everyone would kind of agree on just based on facts alone and got nothing to do with faith as the men and ying lee make their way to the engine room they encounter that black metallic substance once again angel is getting really bothered by the language barrier as he consistently asks what's being discussed but ain't nobody got a translator sir nobody can just break down events for you but it also shows he's not the smartest tool or even a tool at all in this scenario. <laughs> I expected more from Angel story arc where we got nothing. As same as with Virginia, they seem to just be there. Daniel stops Lucian from touching it because white people always be trying to touch it for obvious reasons before once again lagging behind so he can sneak back off to find Mara I think despite his best efforts to pull her in his direction about everything unfolding like I think he wants to be the Ike to her Tina right now but she already has an Ike <laughs> and now he finds himself on an uphill battle because she ain't connected with someone else she shows him where the boy took her ike that is and he wonders if it is all a dream she says if so is it hers or his and both traverse the tunnel back to the mental institute okay so the kid is dead is my guess because i was thinking last episode maybe both of them but then i realized one cross one grave one person in there <laughs> they didn't make mass graves and just put one i mean they did do that but i don't know why i thought mass grave or more than one body going in and not the obvious daniel might be alive it just feels weird that daniel showed up on this boat from the ocean but it seems as if he simply may have manifested himself into this simulation uh question why couldn't they take everyone like, uh, let's all be on the same page about what the fuck is going on. Because, once again, seeing is believing. So, here you are. Let's figure this out together. 
I'd be so scared if I couldn't get back through that portal. Like it would close behind me because neither one of them seemed to ask that question. Also, no matter how many times you ask Ike, no one can explain why this is possible. I know he's just thinking out loud, but still. (laughs) What, you think all of a sudden she's just going to, you know, pull out some fucking knowledge from her asshole? Mara said this place is similar to where she grew up and y'all built a mental mental institute on the premises. That was my first question. Why did you build a mental institute on your homestead? But we got that answer. And I thought, are these patients, all of the people on the ship, minds placed in a simulation? Toby and Clement continued to search until Toby needs to sit down due to pain. She says no one's here. Clement reveals that she always had the fantasy of motherhood and falling in love, but then her sister had two. And while they are annoying, she is left with this meaningless life as she tells Toby she admires her for her strength. Jackie, I'm jealous of you. She also thinks that she looks ridiculous. Men invented dresses so women can't run, so she dones some trousers because she wants to escape the the wilting figure that she rather presents herself or even thinks of herself. I want to break free. I thought it was touching that despite the economic differences clearly between this these women, that Clement is like, yeah, I wish I was more like you because despite my wealth, I don't have many choices. Support this friendship. Oleg taking charge puts both Jerome and Lucien with Franz to shovel coal while he releases the coal valve with the help of Yang Li, who follows him upstairs like, I only want to be with you. Don't leave me with those men. She sees this photo of the Statue of Liberty and he explains he has a brother, not a girl there in New York. And the situation is complicated. She likes him. He likes her. So the two share their first kiss. Meanwhile, Daniel follows Mara and Ike only briefly looking at the boy's grave. Question, once again, how is mental health written on the door? And Ike still asks, what is this place? You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Mora relays that father bought this place for her mother, the only person he felt affection for. So mama mentally deteriorated? It sounds like she did. Her mother... She continues fell to the same postpartum depression as Ike's wife. However, the memory loss feels like dementia. And this simulation or experimentation is certainly about recalling those ones loved and lost. She continues that he wanted to know how a human brain worked, repair its damage. Ike opens the window of her room, 1011, and it looks like the ship's hull This room is her room on the ship, if you uh, somehow did not recall. And removing boards finds more of the same. So the simulation is the ship. And depending on where you are, can extend out from said simulated loop. 
Sebastian leaves Romero. And I wonder if going into these other more personalized memories is a way of waking up, so to speak. Sebastian leaves Romero and Anker trying to reach the company, telling them it's pointless. <laughs> so Romero and the man that has lost two children and his faith. I just realized this is the third mother who seems to have deteriorated after the birth of their chariot of their children. So we have Ibn, we have Ike's wife, and now we have Henry's wife, Mara's mother. Don't know what the correlation is, but there seems to be one there. Anker talks about being a happy farmer, not destined, not a destined priest until his wife, Ibn, started hearing the voice of God. And he got caught up in the hope of his wife that better things awaited them instead of being content with the simple, hard, but happy life he had. Anker admits he doesn't even believe in the existence of him. I love that no one comprehends what the other is actually saying, but connecting entirely based on emotional impromptu. It's so humanizing. Romero offers him comfort, even being, even though he's not a priest himself, that all things are forgiven. Bitch face Zilla, meanwhile, dismisses Virginia's condolences, saying everything is his plan, including the death of my children. One from a depressive nature, you put them in, and another who wanted nothing more than to escape you. I don't know if you can say that's his plan. Well, theory, is it possible Henry Singleton is in Ibn's head? Or she's hearing something in the program that she's not supposed to hear and accounting it to, to God's will? I mean, I don't think that's true, but well, theory. Here's my thing. I always say this, if Christianity or God or whomever puts nothing but positivity out there into the world and your life and to other people, do you, do you boo? But when that same religion comes back and does things like can make you condemn your son for their sexuality or make you think that the rape of your child was somehow meant to bring about a better thing uh, uh, mm -mm. that's where you lose me every single time when that fanaticism uh starts coming into judgment that's when it's not about uh it's not about a belief in that belief then becomes a toxic thing and what's this he nonsense shouldn't god be like non-binary i mean you don't know I thought Virginia would have a bigger role, but no, she just sees the black metallic substance. And since no one is there to tell her not to touch it and whatever Daniel says apparently isn't enough to stop her, she does touch it. And now she has a black finger. The black metallic substance spreads as Tovey sees Crester and chases his ghost. Clement's face said, do I feel like chasing you?
Toby runs into the room Crestor went into and she is back at the moment in her past prior to being pregnant where that man she saw earlier, which we find out is their land owner, is holding a gun on Crestor. Says, I've been waiting for you. He fires, but Toby had grabbed the weapon so that the bullet fragment left the scar on Crestor's face. Then she is back on the ship where Clement, who finally decided, yeah, I'll go chase after her, locates her along with her mother in Virginia. Eben simply helps her daughter up, doesn't ask if she's okay, takes the gun away from her, aka her independence from her mother as her past traumas catch up to her and keeps it moving. No hug, no, no, uh, no kiss, no grabbing of the hands and a squeeze. Sebastian goes to where the boy reappeared in the dining room and promptly teleports away. And I don't know what the fuck this kid's doing. I'm not even going to try to answer anything with that. Mara shows Ike where the door to her father's office used to be. Mara's touch apparently could melt a man to his core as once again she uses it to tell Ike more fucked up information about her current situation. And by extension his. The boy spoke and said they're listening and if she wanted answers to talk to the creator then I realized creator and God were both linked in this episode. Ike finally returns the affection. Clement wonders if Tovi is okay when she finds Ada's doll as they go down to the the poor section of the ship. And allows her a moment alone with her grief while she finds the others. And once again, Toby is assaulted by visions of Crestor. But it isn't him, but that meaty-faced man who molested her, of whom, whose child she carries. The family had to watch as Toby's innocence was taken away due to Crestor's relationship with the landowner's son. That's fucked up. He had knocked her out and then she awoke to the man violating her as the family was tied up and made to watch and defending herself after a very brutal struggle. She murders him with his own weapon and I was really happy to see that happen. And that's what you throw in her face, Crestor. No wonder he was happy to end it all. Was mom hearing voices before or after this? I think it was before, right? Despite my feelings on who Eben is on a deeper level, no one deserves this. This would definitely break any family. And poor Ada was at school the entire time and didn't know what unfolded, which is why she still is able to carry on with this innocence about her that the rest of the family, unfortunately, uh, are blemished by. Clement finds her with blood covering her face. Was it a visceral recall? And she breaks down in her arms. Lucien, who tried to shoot Jerome, belatedly apologizes with Jerome like, you think I'm sorry is going to make up for the fact that you did in fact turn me in as a deserter? But Lucien tells him karma gave him exactly what he deserves, which is a tumor in his brain that will end his life. While he is going to see an md in america about operating he knows it's rather pointless but that is quite something to throw in someone's face like i'm dying so you have to forgive me (laughs) 
I wish we had more of the Lucy and Jerome relationship so that I could have a better idea of why Jerome would even want to forgive him. I don't I don't feel the close bond of brotherhood between the two. And he's totally about to steal your wife. Like Jerome's obviously going to get all of the things that <laughs> he didn't deserve, but Jerome does. The engine room team is successful in getting the boat moving and the lights back on. Romero is so excited he kisses Anker's forehead and we have a moment of levity in the episode as he just looks at him like, okay, chill, chill out. <laughs> he then wonders where the man that could steer the boat went. So they both like, well, I'm not about to go look for him. So let's put our minds to it with Romero wondering how Anker thinks he's going to learn how to steer a ship with books as he looks at the map, practical versus learned. But Anker discovers something even more insidious and disturbing. All of the books have the same repetitive lines throughout. May your coffee kick in before reality does. Amen to that shit. That should be my morning meme. Henry stands in the desolate landscape and picks up a black shard that looks like the metallic substance that's spreading on the ship. Sebastian just appears out of nowhere, having broken protocol as things in his mind are getting out of hand. How much longer? Approximately 24 to 48 hours before the transfer. Of what? We don't know. He tells him to find the boy as they need the pyramid. Stolen. Apparently, it is the key to the success of the project. People are oblivious to reality, he says. They only see what they want to see imprisoned by their minds, restrictions, when all they have to do is shift their perspectives to see the full scope of things. Henry shows Sebastian his shard that turns to black sand before looking out in the distance at that damn pyramid. Is this where the mental institute once was and all the people in the pyramid? Just questions. Mara and Ike find the metallic substance spreading in the mental in the mental institute now. And Mara has stopped in time from touching it. Why do you guys want to keep fucking touching it? By Daniel, who is upset she doesn't remember who he is, as Ike holds a gun on him. Mara thinking he works for his father. Ike wants answers as Daniel employs her to remember. Just tell me, dude. Daniel gets rid of the competition literally by placing him back in his place by using the controller he has. Mora picks up Ike's gun and turns it on her husband of 12 years. She still doesn't trust him and locks him in her room after forcing him to drop the controller. I love you. Please wake up. Once again... I keep shipping the ladder of these relationships. You know, there's Romero, Angel, and Crester. I prefer Angel and Crester. Mora, Ike, Daniel. I prefer Mora and Ike. They seem to like they going down crazy paths together. Uh, the other one, Jerome, Lucien, and Clement. I like Jerome and Clement much better. She's like, you make me want to be a better person. I just love her reaction to him. <laughs> 
Uh, Mara thinks she's going mad still before throwing the weapon outside that lands with a definite blow to the construct. And she says and repeats what many repeat. This can't be real. It definitely gets Henry's attention. Are they imprisoned in his mind? Question. Not really anything I'm going to think about any further. Just a question. He certainly has a godlike view unlike any other, but if you're watching something that is a construct that also can explain why he is able to see exactly what's going on. So that's the thing. Things are happening and it's not like they're happening away from his watchful gaze. Mora is beginning to wake up to the worry of her father, though. It does seem he is a little, little concerned. As the women make their way to the deck of the ship, Toby... Once again, as the storm rolls in with a whole shit ton of lightning, says this can't be real. Virginia, her hand is starting to turn fully black, which is why you don't touch it. Ike makes his way up to his shaft after he was propelled back to the woods where his home was and finds himself on the Prometheus along with many other ships. And he ends the episode with the exact same conclusion. This can't be real. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? I should get seven done tonight when I come back from Avatar Wave of the Water which is three hours of my life that I'm not going to get back. So hopefully it's not an absolute utter waste of time. <laughs> it's not even that. I don't think it'll be good. It's just simply three hours. Like, God damn. But we do have speculation to discuss. So let's head to the feedback. What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for um, 1899, episode 6 of season 1. First of all, I would like to say Merry Christmas. Um, ever since Derek found out that there was no Santa, that fool don't ever wake up early on Christmas. He went to sleep late as hell. Um, I had to wake up early to finish putting Christmas stuff up. And it is noon and the fool is still asleep. And I'm not going to wake him up whatever it's christmas break and the longer he's sleeping the the longer i get to myself so anywho um i'm just gonna send this off while my house is uh, is quiet between derek and darren playing video games all day it is relatively nice it's clean right now because the babies are not here with my, my sister and the babies aren't here it actually feels nice <laughs> so here we go. Um, I watched this episode yesterday. Um, I did have to uh, take care of my nephew yesterday, so I wasn't able to get this uh, in, but I'm going to do my best with what I remember. Um, the first thing I want to point out, because I told you I'm not going to do a recap, I'm just going to say theories. Now, I, I want to point out that I was kind of right about the whole Crestor thing. When we finally saw that play out with Torvin, I was like, this is worse than I thought. So the 
guy that the family, the guy that I'm assuming the dad and Crester worked for him. Crester had some type of thing with the man's son and he felt like he stole something from him because he took the boy's innocence. I don't know how old his son it was supposed to be, but Crester looked like he was I don't know, at least 16, 17. I don't know. I hope that little boy wasn't a little boy. But, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, gay feelings happen. You know, the same time I remember the first crush I had, I was, uh, I believe I was 10. So I'm assuming you know you're gay by 10, because that's when I knew I wasn't gay. So my assumption would be, it would be similar. But anyway, we never got the age of the boy, but he says innocence. And the dude is a creep. For all we know, his son was a hoe bag and his son is the one that went for Crestor. You never you never know. You know. But anyway, the whole that whole scene just like it boiled my fucking soul. I was like full of rage just for so many reasons. The first thing is and this is something I will die on a hill. I hope I never have to experience it in my lifetime so that I don't know how I will react. But I promise you, there is absolutely no way on this fucking planet that I'm going to watch somebody assault my child. Gun or not, you're going to have to fucking kill me because you shot my son and now you're trying to sexually assault my daughter. Bitch, no. And then I it, like we didn't really get to see a good view. But kind of if you looked in the background when, you know, when Torben was coming, coming to after being like unconscious, it looked like his her family was tied up. Bitch, you're not going to tie all of us up. Why are you trying to tie up somebody else? Gun or not, you're going to have to kill me. Absolutely not. Like you're going to have to tie up my corpse because there is no way. I'm going to let you fucking once you hit my daughter with that gun, me and you're going to fight. My hope is you shoot me, but I'm going to be able to fucking get your ass back before I die, because there's there's absolutely no way. No way. It, it just made me so angry. Like, were your family praying for some salvation, praying for some help? Bitch, what the fuck? Now, I understand what your dad meant by he don't believe in God. <laughs> like, how is how is this? I I just don't understand how is this fair. And it looked like he was looking for the little girl, Ava, Ada, Ada. Like, was he planning on doing that to her, too? That's what it sounded like. And your your dad is just sitting there being a pussy. Like, OK, no, <laughs> no, there's there's no fucking way. Like. If like as the mom, it'd be like, OK, Take me like, don't do this to my children. Like he's trying to take innocence for an innocence. We don't know that his son was in it. Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. He was trying to do that to your baby, Ada. And he couldn't get Ada. So he took the older one. Excuse me. Like, how the fuck do you sit there and let that happen? And then in in your mind to make what you, what you didn't you not protecting your child like, I, I, I get it. And I understand what you're going to say, Christina. Like, he had a gun. You know, he, you know, they're poor. He's the boss. I, I just, I can't say that any of that shit would mean anything to me if somebody's trying to hurt my daughter. Especially the fact that he is admitting that he wants the little one. I, there's, there's no way. Like, I feel like in order to make sense or to 
allow themselves to feel like not guilty and not hate themselves for what happened to their daughter. They're making it seem like it was a blessing. You got this baby. God wanted this to happen. It's a sign. No, it's not. She was fucking assaulted and then she ended up getting pregnant because that's how fucking human bodies work. You know, the, the correct circumstances, the correct time of the year or day results in being pregnant. That's called reproduction. That's not a, it's, that's neither here or not a blessing, not a curse. It just it's just fucking nature. And I just it just made me so angry for Torvin. And I also <laughs> I'm also curious. I need you to explain to me because I, the whole time I'm watching this, the they're speaking different languages, correct? Because like I told you, I can't I can't focus on the storyline and read subtitles because I don't read fast enough. But like when Torvin and uh, Lucian's wife were in there talking and they were like, you know, how far along are you? And then Tor- Torvin looked at her and then she's like doing like the motion of baby. And then she was like two months. And I was like, they don't understand each other. Right. But it just seems like even like um, Olak and the Geisha don't understand each other, but they do understand each other. Like they're not speaking the same language. Right. I just this shit keeps coming back to me as it has to mean something, this connection that they have. When um, Lucian's wife, and I honestly don't remember her name. That's why I keep calling her Lucian's wife. When she put took her dress off and put those pants on, I swear to God, it was like she like morphed into a different person. Like, all of a sudden, even she walked different. Like, she just seemed like, she's like, yeah, this is, this is what's up. Like, she just seemed different. And I, uh, I don't know. I need you to tell me if they're speaking the same language. Because I, I, I remember you telling me they weren't. But they're acting like they are, <laughs> like they're communicating with each other very well. And I've been in a situation where I was around someone like that completely spoke a language I did not understand. And I didn't under- they didn't understand me. I didn't understand them. And like paramiming doesn't do anything because, you know, I feel like, you know, one thing might one motion might mean something in one language and it might not mean the same in another. So. We weren't able to understand each other. Luckily, there was someone around that did speak English. Otherwise, we'd have just been looking at each other, not understanding shit that we said. So, anyway, that's 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 a question I have. So you can jot that down and talk to me about that later. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about is um, at the end when um, Daniel was like, "Come on, Mora, you gotta, Mara, you gotta remember me." And then I'm looking at him like, okay, that's not her son. Oh, is that her husband? He's like, we've been married for 12 years. I was like, boom, I knew it. And then it was like, oh my God, that is her son. Because that little boy, creepy ass little boy looks just like Daniel. They have different color eyes. So they're not the same person. I remember me and Shai pointed that out. But he has that connection to Mora. And Daniel was like, you need to stay here. It'll, um, you'll be safe here. Oh my God. So I I just, I was like, oh my God. And when she like threw whatever she threw and it like cracked and then she pulled away. Oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I have absolutely no fucking idea. I still think like her, we know her father's doing some type of experiment. She knows there's an experiment. She's not quite sure what the experiment is. Um, they're still on a ship. Um, and then when, um, the captain, 
tried to attack Daniel and he sent him away. He was in the forest. And then all of a sudden, when we get to the end, he's on like a shipyard in a shipyard, a ship graveyard. It's like, how the fuck did you get from a forest to there? Like, did you swim? No. It makes me think, I think the captain unlocked something. Because remember, Maura's father was like, all you have to do is ship, shift your perspective and you'll see it entirely different picture. Maybe the captain did. Because how you go from the forest to a ship by just all you did was go underground. I think he figured out something. I'm not sure. But I'm with shy and i need to just go into the next episode because i need to know how this ends because it's fucking blowing my mind um trying to think is there anything else um i love like when they were like splitting up like men do this women do this and then the geisha she was like following olak and he went to go like undo the like the latch for the coal and she was like you think i'm gonna stay with them <laughs> i was like she following her man she ain't y'all ain't splitting her up she ain't stupid I'm about that. Like she, she know what's up. I'm proud of her. Her mom did, but she ain't, she ain't dumb. Um, and as I'm still like on the like, it's not quite purgatory, but it is some type of time loop. Um, not quite sure what's happening, but we know that they're they've done this a bunch of times, and it seems as though that graveyard with the ships, the ship graveyard, must have been like old experiments that didn't work out um so they keep doing it over and over again the creator must be uh Maura's father somehow like Mora isn't remembering and that's like her remembering is a part of the process and Daniel needs her to remember um and because I know her son I'm just I'm gonna call it her son until we've proven that it ain't her son he was like really sad like she didn't remember and probably like you know she don't remember that I'm her child but she has to know like why are you protecting this perfect stranger so much it has to mean something I don't know but I, I'm like I said I'm all into this show I need to know how it ends I think I only think it's one episode left I don't think it's 10 episodes I think it's only eight oh, I don't even remember what episode this is I think this is six maybe it's only seven I think there's only one episode left Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and watch that. I'm going to listen to your podcast first before I send feedback. But I am going to go to the next episode. So let me end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. It would only be fair that I give you the same disclaimer <laughs> that I gave Shy. That I gave Shy. So I'm, I'm skeptical about giving credit where uh, where everyone was saying the same thing <laughs> or without no definitive like I, you have to definitively say state that that is what happened before you can take absolute another full credit for it because otherwise we all said the same thing it's like that's either her son or it's him so one or the other and then one being right that's not we can't take credit for that we can't take I mean you can I'm sure you are and clearly <laughs> and you will and I can't stop you but um you know I'm tacking off on my board for definitives okay definitives uh but I also agree I think that is his child I think I've been saying that maybe since last episode the one before um 
I was on that thing. Uh, as far as feedback goes, I think that the kid wasn't a kid. Like the one that Crestor, they probably were the exact same age, if not older. So we've seen who Crestor has gone after. Um, it's about the, and when he said innocence, he's talking about sodomy in itself. I think they were in a relationship and it's a sin. So you took his innocence. Now I'm going to take something innocent from you. And yeah, that was fucked up that he really wanted that to happen to Ada. And it ended up happening to, to Tovi. I am actually with you. I think three against four against one person I don't care what the fucking consequences are. Clearly later on, y'all decided to run from said consequences. Why didn't you fight back harder before it even got to that point? I'm, I'm totally with you. I think as a mother, I would have saw red and fucked the consequences. Yeah, he was holding a gun on them and got them to tie up. But shit, you couldn't have tied a little loose so that you once he's got his back turned. I don't know or as you one was tying up the other the other one tackles them and then you all just I, I, anything any an effort would have been enough and if you get shot in the process then you get fucking shot in the process but hopefully this will motivate the others I think both Crestor and Anker particularly Anker being the father was the biggest coward of all because I couldn't look at my daddy the same like you're supposed to be my protector born into this world you are my protector and you did nothing and you are pretty much just as big as that man and I think in his mind he was thinking about those consequences versus that emotional like oh fuck no this is not happening yes they are all speaking different languages that's the beauty of them understanding each other even though they don't know exactly what they're saying and I know it's possible. I mean, I don't know how well I would do either. I can't speak to that. I haven't been in too many scenarios where there's been a, a language barrier and one would need to understand. But I know it's possible because humanity did it for years. Uh, during during trade with other nations, they just roll up on the shores, don't, don't know anything about each other, but they would find a way to trade and understand. Dude, we all said it. Oh, that's what I meant about the kid <laughs> that's definitely her kid and the fact that oh yeah you were saying oh i knew that was her husband <laughs> i was like i think we all were on that <laughs> on that train too especially after he kept trying to take them weird bullets kept staring at her weird it's like he's got he's got to be someone that knows her on a personal level because his eyeballs kept saying it and lastly about i i think what happened is he followed his own and, and it's possible that he might have figured something out as well. But I think that he he was propelled back to his own room, so to speak, his own personal construct or personal reality uh, that was in that loop that he's playing on. Or that could be a memory, like the construct itself is the boat. And then any escape into the memory is one going into their own mind. I think there's still too many questions for me right there on that one uh, but it's possible but I do think that he simply just found his gateway I mean I don't think it would take that long <laughs> if they only seem to be capturing one very basic uh, consistent memory that he would simply find his open portal climb up that bitch and then he probably expected to be in his room once again back on the Caribbean, Caribbean, whatever the name is of the ship but instead 
because they didn't go down the one in his room. This is opening another, again, another idea of this has repeated itself multiple times. He climbs back up if he was the captain on the Prometheus, as we have been saying, and she's more a Franklin and that they've had this before, gotten close to this before, climbs up and he's back on the Prometheus and he is at the end of the experiment instead of where he expected to be, which was currently in the experiment. Uh, this is like basically all of the failed attempts once they're done. And this is curious, very curious. I don't know what that means, but it also could indicate next episode that he shows that he is able to control some stuff. I don't know. But I too am am looking forward to to finishing up. Yes, we only have two episodes left, I believe. Yeah, there's only eight. And then we we shall know. So we'll get the penultimate episode uh, tonight. And by tomorrow, hopefully, hopefully tomorrow I got to drive. But let's keep our fingers crossed. Someone who doesn't have to wait to know what the finale brings is shy. She has already finished it, but she has left her thoughts as she has continued her journey. So let's hear what she thought about episode six. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for 1899 episode six of season one. And <laughs> I'm just, you know, I, I, I am mean, watching this episode and Throughout the episode, I'm just repeatedly saying, this, this, that, that wouldn't be me. I, I can't, I mean, I, I'm just not that curious of a per- when it comes to certain things. I'm not trying to investigate, you know, especially when there's some creepy shit going on. I'm like, I ain't trying, I'm not about that life. And then the one lady, uh, Ms. Wilson, she's like touching the black thing. I'm like... ma'am and then Mora she almost touched it and then the other people I'm like I'm not touching that (laughs) why would you think to touch that it's it's like weird the way how curious people are it's like I would be running when I'm seeing something black goo oozing thing like that I'm not I don't need to touch it it's I'm good so there was that, and then this I it, this can't be real, sir, ma'am. What it? What about any of this seems real? It's like this is bizarre. It's it's crazy. <laughs> so it's just par for the course at this point, you know. None of this seems real. So after watching this episode, as I was watching it, I'm like, this must be. They have to be in a mental institution. I don't know who had mentioned this before. But it has to be the case. He's experimenting because all these people with these um, traumas and emotional and mental issues. We got the um, um, the uh, Tovi Crester parents. Um, they're talking about he the the husband was talking about how the wife, you know, was hearing voices and you know listening to God's voice and all this stuff, which to me cry is some type of mental health um issue and then you got um what happened to Toby's which we got to see in this episode that um Crester was apparently in a relationship with this man's son and of course 
them. They're going to, he's going to side with the fact that, you know, you know, this is all Crestor's doing. I don't know how old the son is, but I'm, a, I'm thinking there might be the same age and they were lovers and dad found out and, you know, not about that life. So, um, he did what he did. So poor Tovi, um, having to pay the price like that for her, um, brother's, um, relationship, um, because we all know that wasn't, um, the, it was, I mean, not, I mean, it's better times now, but it's still, we still haven't arrived when it comes to, um, the the LGBTQ, um, plus, um, relationships. I'm sorry, something going on. But anyway, um, so there's that. So that was sad. Um, But I'm glad we finally got the the full story of what happened. And of course, you know, Toby kills. So everybody kills. It seemed like a lot of these stories is about escaping because of some type of um, tragic event. You know, Toby kills this man. Um, the girl, the Chinese girl, she kills someone, um, the priest, um, he, what's his name? I forget his name. He, they killed somebody. Um, so of course we don't know what's going on with Mora. So we finally get the fact that Daniel is her husband. So, I mean, I figure he had to be, you know, somewhere along those lines, a love interest, because he was just too protective of her and too, um, so I'm wondering if that, the boy is their child. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, so, and and again, we saw the father, um, Morris' father with the TV screen. So this is definitely, like I said in my last feedback, not 1899. It's it's just not possible for it to be eighteen ninety nine, but then it's like, is this? I mean, when I'm thinking of an experiment, um, because we saw at the end, like, it seems like those other ships were, um, were symbol symbolism of failed experiments. The Prometheus was the next failed one, and so now we got um the one that they're currently on. But, I mean, I'm still not understanding, like, like who, just like they were saying, like, Moore was saying, well, who's dreaming this? And so, I'm, I mean, I'm, and then, of course, she going back to the fact that her father is, you know, what happened to her mom, and then experimenting on people, want to know how the human brain works. So, it is some type of experiment, but to what degree? It's like, him wanting to know how the mind works and like what people will do in certain situations, but it doesn't explain the people jumping off the ship, and is it all in their imagination? Um, and it's only a specific amount of people that are actually in the experiment, and this is just their manifestation of events. So that's the only thing that's still puzzling to me. And then we got the first mate guy who is we've as we figured or as I figured, um, but of course we saw um, that he's part of this whole thing, um, and so why they need to find the boy is very interesting to me. Is that his grandson? 
um, and, and, you know, his grandson took the pyramid because he knew it was the key to getting his mom back. I don't know. Cause Dan- and then, of course, I'm like so frustrated. It's like, don't you want some answers, ma'am? It's like, ask some questions. Like, why are you just throwing them in the room and locking the door and running? It's like, I don't you want answers? I want answers. Maybe because I'm impatient, I want some answers. But I would think because you don't know what's going on, even if he turns out to be a liar and it's not the truth, still ask some questions. See what what he knows. What I mean, he obviously is in the know on something. And so I just thought that was ridiculous that she just didn't want to hear anything he had to say and just threw him in the room and locked the door. Like, ma'am, really? So, and then that, <laughs> it, it just, I don't know. Was, that that part was frustrating for me uh, with um with um the captain and more first than when him going, having disappeared. I'm like, that to me would have me asking a whole bunch of questions. Like, how the hell did you do that? What is that you're holding? What is... <laughs> Even if you thought he was in it with your with your father, still ask some questions. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's like, just trying to pour along thing. They don't want us to know stuff until certain points. But I just felt like that was not... Yeah, that's not how to handle things. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm just anxious to, just to know what's going on. It seemed like, I mean, it's all in their head. Is it supernatural? Is it, you know, is it, again, their mind manifest? And then why 1899 of all years? Like, what's the significance of that? Um, and it's like, I mean, it's like the stories that are interwoven seem like they would be from that time but it's like more recent times because of the technology so i'm really curious about um all of that um and um gosh what the um the one guy with the chinese girl talking about his brother and you know trying to get to his brother in america and then we got i mean i don't know why i'm like forgetting names more than i'm remembering as the episodes go on <laughs> uh, Kent Clements her husband that that guy the, the lying guy um well they're all lying but um lieutenant guy um he's trying to get to America for this surgery that's supposed to help with his seizures that sounds like a bad and yeah that's another one like is this why he's there why you know because again mental health the brain so is it Mora's dad that he's supposed to be, you know? So it's just so much that's still, like, tying it together, but at the same time still leaves a lot of questions. But that's all I have for this one. Until next time, it's love, peace, and black or magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So a few pointers. Um... Yes, this is in the future. I think the real question is how far in the future, for me anyway. Is Prometheus a failed experiment or is it simply another experiment? Also, another twist on that question that you had is if it is the, uh, uh, is it a accomplished experiment? I think you said it was a failed experiment. Uh, well, you have controls. I'm thinking... 
I'm going Westworld when I'm thinking about loops and experiments and simulations. That's the closest I have to to understanding these types of things. So going based on that knowledge doesn't mean it has to be the same. But any experiment, you always have to have the controls and you have to have the 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 neutrals, the you know, things that don't mean anything. So I'm guessing everyone that went overboard, even though that's that's where my theory kind of goes wrong, because I'm like, Crestor went overboard and so did Yingling's mo- mom. So are they like, what is their significance and why would they go overboard? But I do think that there are certainly uh, people we are focusing on and people we're not. And are, is that only because that's who we are because they're different or is it just because these are the people? Um I'm not sure, but I do know in in experimentation there do does need to ha- have a uh, a controlled variable in there. So I'm curious to know what that is. And lastly, true, she could have asked him a lot of questions, but I'm starting to wonder how mentally well Mora is if she doesn't even trust herself. I think that's probably what it is. Like, I could ask you these questions and sure, I can process them. But I think simply she has only been trusting Ike and she still is unsure on of her own mental clarification right now. And I think that's why. But I also still totally agree with you. Like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Get some get some answers what do you mean we've been married tell me more and that is going to wrap up our podcast for this week if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com once again everything will be below until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic mother gives you Chasing rabbits and